You know, there's a lot of things that are unknown right now. There's a lot of things that are unknown in life. I remember there was an Easter when, when in, in 2010 when the beginning part of the day I was in a convertible with the top down enjoying the weather and the end part of the day it was snowing. Who can know what the weather will bring? Who can know what the day will bring? And there's so many unknowns. But here's one thing we can know this morning is that God is with us, each one of us, wherever we are right now. And praise God for that. Praise God for his presence and his truth that he's with us. But I want to speak to us in this time on this title. I know there's a lot of things you know that everything is what God knows. But I want to speak to you about what the devil don't know. The title this morning is What the Devil Don't Know. You know, the devil will try to manipulate and lie to you and pretend like and bluff that he knows things that he doesn't know. Maybe he knows you or your habits or the people around you. But I can tell you, the devil don't know what God's about to do in your life. And the devil don't know. He didn't know then. He thought when Jesus died on the cross that he had won and he had killed us and he had killed our hope. But what he didn't know is that our God had a plan. That our Savior who went willingly to the cross and poured out his blood, not, not so that there would be no way, but so that he would make the way for us to come into eternal life with him. And praise God for that. I want to give us just, just three things quick that, that I believe the devil don't know but he'll try to make us feel like in our lives that he does know. The, the first is that the devil will try to tell you about your resources. And let me just say, resources are not our problem. That may be something the devil don't know. The devil may think that, that resources are what we look to. Because let me just say a resource real quick. I know you're smart, I know you know, but a resource, it's, it's the material, it's the stock, it's the supply that we utilize to obtain our, our objectives. We, we need resources, but resources are not our problems. I know maybe you've been walking through the stores lately and you've been looking at the shelves and there haven't been the resources there that used to be there. Or maybe you've been turning and looking at your bank account and you've been seeing that the resources that used to be there are getting lower. Maybe you've been looking at, at other areas of your life and you've been feeling like the resources are getting lower. And so the enemy will come and he'll try to amplify your resources that aren't there. He'll try to show you what you lack. But let me tell you, like I said again, resources are not our problem because I know the place the resources come from. Every resource has a source. And if the resources are running out, that would have to mean the source is running out. But let me just tell you, the source never runs dry. The source is Jehovah God. The source is not running out. The source does not need, does not need you to approve it. The source is staying, is steadfast, is good, and is hanging on. The source is pouring out and overflowing. The source has plenty. So resources can't be our problem. Because the source is full of life. He says in his word, John chapter 10, verse 10, he says, I've come that you may have life and life abundantly. Not that I have come that you may lack resources. 
And what the devil don't know is that resources are my problem. I may look and see less than I need. I may look and see that it's not quite there yet. I may look and see with my natural eyes that it hasn't come to happen yet. But here's what I know. I look to the source more than I look to the resource. The source, the person, the place or the thing from which the resource comes. It's the creator, the supplier. And in my case, it's God. I remember in Genesis chapter 22, when, when Abraham, he said, he said, the Lord will provide. He wasn't looking at the resources that were there. He was looking to his source. I remember in, in, in James chapter 1 verse 17, it says, and every good and perfect gift comes from where? Comes from God. He's not running out. Psalm 62 verse 5 says, He, God, God is the source of my hope. My hope is a resource from my source. And if my source doesn't run out, then I'll never run out of hope. I'll just keep building it and building it and watching it grow and watching it grow. But the devil wants to spread lies into your life. He wants to cast fear upon you. He wants to to choke out parts of your life with, with fear because if he can get fear into your life, he can remove the joy that you have. And when he begins to remove the joy, he begins to take our strength because our strength is the joy of the Lord. And we have to stand strong, and as the word says, to stand firm and to say, devil, you can't have my joy. You can't have it on resurrection weekend. You can't have it on the Monday after. You can't have it three days from now. I'm going to keep my joy. I'm going to stay in joy. I'm going to be smiling no matter what things look like. I'm going to keep going because I trust my God gives me strength through his joy. You know, the second thing I'd want us to know that the devil don't know is that unbelief is not our problem. Unbelief is not our problem. There's been plenty of people in scripture and in time before that have wrestled with their unbelief and wrestling with unbelief is only proof that faith is beginning to grow. If you've begun to feel like you're doubting, that just means a new level of faith is building up inside of you. I want to take you to the scriptures, the gospel of Mark chapter 16, second book in the New Testament, the very last chapter and the very end of the last chapter. I want to show you just a few times that unbelief seemed to be winning. But what the devil didn't know is that they weren't going to win. The disciples, they had seen their Savior died on the cross, put into a tomb, and now three days had passed. And as they went to go check on him, they looked in the tomb and, and they realized he wasn't there. See the place where he, was, where he has laid? Go and tell the others, it says, that Christ has risen. And it says in verse 8, they said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Some belief they had. Again in verse 11, Mary comes to the disciples and she tells them and she says, Christ has risen, I've seen the tomb, it's empty. But when they heard the news that he had been with her, that Christ had been with her and they heard it and she told them and they trusted her. You would think they would believe, but it says here, 
they would not believe it. They had unbelief. And after these things, Christ appeared to the others. It says, but they did not believe him. Again, they were afraid they wouldn't believe. They were afraid they wouldn't believe. They were afraid they wouldn't believe. And what happens is the devil will begin to replay all the times in our life where we didn't have enough faith, where we began to not have the belief that we should have, where we were operating in unbelief. He's replaying even now moments in your life when you don't have the faith, even just three days ago when you didn't have the belief it took to believe God was going to move. He'll begin to replay those and say, look, this is why you're not good enough for God to work in your life. But my problem is not my unbelief, and neither is yours. Because I want to show you what happens next here in this text. He appeared to the 11 disciples, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and their hardness of hearts. And then he said, not, you're no good, go away, you can't do it. Your unbelief kept you from it. If you would have had more faith, you'd be better off. No, no, no. He's the giver of all faith. Faith is what overcomes our unbelief. He said to them, he says, go into all the world. Wait, 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 wait. These are the guys that didn't believe. He commands them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. And whoever believes gets baptized and saved. And whoever does not believe, come on. I'd say preach to him again. That's what I say. And signs will accompany you. You will drink poison and not get sick. You will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Why? Because this move of God is going past anyone's unbelief. Because there have been times in all of our lives when unbelief would have held us back, but God was calling us forward and our faith was being deposited inside of us, never letting us stop and watching us move forward. And so I say, unbelief will not be our problem. The third thing I would want us to know that the devil will try to manipulate in your life and that the devil don't know is that revelation is not our problem. God's speaking to you even right now. It's just a matter of whether your, your ears and your heart are open. Revelation is not our problem. Hearing from God and hearing a fresh word from him, being with him in his word that he has given us, the living and active words that says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, that, that cuts through anything and pierces even to our hearts and is active and moving. Being with that, that's not the problem. You see, the enemy wants us to think. The problem is we can't get revelation from God. Why? Because he cannot get revelation from God. That's what got this whole thing messed up. He wanted to know the things that God knows. And those very things, God pours out freely to us. To all who ask, anyone who, who lacks wisdom, what should they do? They should ask. And what does God do? He pours it out freely to anyone who would ask. And so if you lack wisdom, ask. If you want revelation, ask. If you want to know him, get in his word. But I'll tell you, revelation is not the problem. Because we can get revelation. You know, the, the enemy doesn't know the revelation God's depositing in you right now even. All he can do is poke and prod at our insecurities and our weaknesses. But it's in my weakness that Christ is strong. So go ahead and poke in my weakness. 
Go ahead and, and, and let those things open up because when they open up, it's God who will pour his strength into them and begin to heal all the broken spots inside of me that I'll begin to see revelation was never my problem and resources were never my problem and unbelief was never my problem. My solution has always been in the source. The source is, is the Father in heaven, that he is good, that he is above all things. I believe this, every person feeling pressed down, every person feeling pained over these last weeks and days, I can say to you this, the devil don't know what God's going to do in you. The devil don't know what God is going to do through you. The devil don't know what God is about to use you to unlock into your communities and your neighborhoods, even just by hearing the word you heard today and realizing and remembering, oh my gosh, God has been speaking to me. He has been moving. He has been putting things inside of me and preparing me for such a time as this that I would go forth too and preach the gospel, that I would go forth and proclaim who Jesus Christ is, whether it be resurrection weekend or whether it be a Tuesday or a Friday or a Wednesday. It doesn't matter. I know this. The devil don't know what God's about to do through you. Let me read this as I close. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. For the Lord our God, Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may give his spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that we might have eyes and hearts come on that we might have eyes and hearts enlightened so that we might know what is the hope hope that wasn't killed on a cross hope that was resurrected from a tomb that we might know the hope to which he has called us and that we are the riches of his glorious inheritance. That's revelation. Let me pray. Father, we thank you that you're, even now you're speaking to your people. Even now as people are dropping comments into the comment section, you're refreshing parts of our life that felt like they were never going to be refreshed. Even now, as we thought something was hopeless, we now look not to a resource, but to a source, knowing you never run dry. Thank you, Lord God, for pouring faith into spots of unbelief. We claim this in Jesus' name, and we thank you for the power that's in resurrection through Jesus Christ, that you had a plan then, and you have a plan now, and so we trust you, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.